Hello, welcome back to The Dating Pact. We are back, and man, is this going to be good, you guys. We have today not one set of best friends, but two, and it's going to be so much fun. But first, we have something just like very, very important to talk about. Very. Which is Taylor Swift's new album. New album. Ah! Oh my gosh. This was oh. the best thing that happened to me all year, honestly. It is easily the highlight of 2020. 100% the highlight of 2020. Oh my gosh. I mean, she really surprised us and she loves to do that. But I've never felt more surprised in my whole life in the best way. Wow. That's big. That's big. I, yeah, when I saw her Instagram and she was just so casual, she was like, new album. Mm-hmm. You're like, here's four pictures in a million songs. I was like, oh, you're at that level that this is just like a casual thing for you now. Oh, seriously. No, it's just so ridiculous. And all the, I mean, she always is at the top of the charts and like, you know, this first week her albums come out, she is like nominated for all these awards and like everything's already happening. But this album is so crazy. Like it's broken so many records and People who don't normally listen to her are loving it. It's just amazing. Yeah, I've heard that from a couple different people that they don't normally like Taylor Swift, but this is like winning them over, Mm -hmm. which is so fun. I didn't know that about already breaking records and stuff. See, I get most of my Taylor Swift info from you. I did, though, watch a 20-minute YouTube video explaining the quote quote Easter eggs in this album. 20 Ooh, minute YouTube video. Wow. Like that's I need to watch that. You do. Yeah, you I do. I looked up a bunch of articles about it the first couple days and found some good ones, but I would love to hear someone else talking about them to me, you know. There's many, many YouTube videos out there for you. The Swifties are hyped. What are your um favorite songs? My I think my two favorites, like the ones I just keep turning on, are Seven and Invisible String. I really like mm. those two. They're kind of more upbeat than the other ones, too. Um, yeah. None of them are obviously, like, big pop songs, but which, you know, I'm not a big pop girl anyways, but they're, I don't know, they're just really beautiful and, like, not as depressing as some of the other ones and I love the depressing ones too like hoax I love it we'll listen to it all day doesn't make me want to cry sure but I still love her and this and I love August too and I love the whole trio of songs we talked about that right um, oh, I don't, I don't know what, did. what it's mind-blowing tell us oh yeah that she like wrote it in I want to know like the inspiration though between the love triangle and the well, three different perspectives. I saw something that said there's a theory that the whole album is about Rebecca from the song The Last Great American Dynasty. And that like somehow every single song relates to this woman's life, who is the woman who previously owned her house in Rhode Island. Right. And it's so, I mean, that's pretty crazy if that's the truth. 
Yeah. Wait, I hadn't heard that theory. That's mm-hmm. intriguing. Yeah, I also... I... Oh, sorry. No, good. No, you're good. Go. I also heard a theory that people think she's pregnant for a few reasons. Not just because there's that one line in Peace, I think, the song Peace, yeah. where like she that. says she would give you a child, whatever the line is. Yeah. That obviously... Make, would make you think that but then this these two girls had like all these other reasons of like what words meant something related to pregnancy and a nursery and like marriage and all this stuff wait send me that article that yeah. would be wild i would not put it past her to like people have already been thinking that she got secretly married which i feel like is par for the course for her mm-hmm. and joe at this point um so secretly being pregnant 100 percent. what if it's her child that's not named betty and not Blake and Wow, Ryan. that would be crazy. Heard it here first, guys. Heard it here <laughs> um, first. Wait, okay, in the 20-minute YouTube video that I watched, um, it talked about how in her Instagram post, talk, like, releasing the album, she said she co-wrote it, you know, with, like, this person and this person, and then she said with William Bowery. Did you hear that? Yeah. Where, like, William Bowery is not a songwriter, and the fans have figured out that it's probably her boyfriend or maybe husband, Joe. Because yeah. it's like the Bowery Hotel and his great grandfather's name. I'm like, this is wild. Yes. And even better, the Bowery Hotel is one block from my apartment in New York. <gasps> oh my gosh. What was their connection to it again? It was supposedly where they had their first date. Oh, where they had their first date. Okay. Yeah. 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 Wow. I know. I'm obsessed. Love- it's so fun. I love August. I love the one, which everyone loves the one, but it is, it's just good. It's so good. Um, what else? Invisible string. It's so good. It's so happy. I also really like peace. It is so Me sad, too. but I love like the melody is just beautiful. It's so yeah, beautiful. It, really, it did take me, most people were like, I love it right away. It took me a couple of days. Like I needed to sit with it, digest. It's all I've been listening to all week. Mm-hmm really like have my time with folklore and now I feel like "Mm, yeah this is it but I knew I was always going to get to that point because she can do no wrong and I've like lived by everything she's ever made so 100% I just know in my heart that she could come out with a punk rock album and we would both still be obsessed and think it's the best thing that's ever been done 100% 100% like I said before we are like the least critical Taylor Swift fans. Like we we might not be like the most crazy Swifties. Like I'm not figuring out all these riddles that she puts together. I don't spend a lot of energy on that, but I will just endlessly support her with zero qualms. 100%. Oh wait, one more thing. Uh, okay, the whole album in all the lyric videos, every single word and letter is lowercase. But there's one word that's uppercase the first letter and it's in I think it's in the song peace where she says robbers to the east clowns to the west the word west is capitalized (laughs) and um Danny was telling me what the like obviously west is Kanye west but the robbers to the east there's something about oh oh it's Scooter Braun lives on the east side yes Wait, he lives on the east side? I just figured it was the east side of the country, aka New York. Is that not? I think he lives in LA, but it could be be that he lives on the east coast. I'm not sure. Danny told me all this. 
Danny is Hunter's and my sweet friend who just had a lover themed birthday party as well that I attended. Okay. So there's been a lot of Taylor Swift happening and we discussed oh, with- what a what a gift for her birthday. I mean, next year's folklore theme is going to look radically different, but still just as lovely. 100%. I really hope we break out into the woods. It would only do it justice. (laughs) Have like a picnic in the woods in linen, flowy dresses. Yeah. Good about that. I think Danny could make good rocket, honestly. Absolutely, she could. Oh my gosh, it'd be the best. (laughs) Um, Okay, now that we have really dove into that, dove in? Dived. Dived. Dove. We dove into it. I think it's dove. Yeah. Yeah. Dove. Now that we really dove into folklore, (laughs) I feel like I'm ready to share with the viewers some exciting news, you guys. Oh my gosh. This is so important for the dating pact. I'm going on a date. (laughs) It's funny because I like haven't told close a lot of people. Like I haven't told a lot of my close friends, but I guess this will come out after the date, so I'll tell them before then. But, you know, you don't want to tell them because then something weird could happen. Like, it could just not happen, or he could be like, I never want to see you again. Like, just or he weird. could be like, I'm not going to make it tonight, Hunter. Yeah. Ugh. So sometimes you don't want to jinx it, but I guess I'm going ahead and jinxing it. Also, Liv and I were trying to figure out, like, what am I going to do when they find out I have a podcast? Like, they being, you know, the boys that I will date, hopefully, the men of Atlanta. The men of Atlanta. What will the men of Atlanta do? I mean, it's just like Taylor Swift, as I previously said, like they are fodder <laughs> for my artistic content, which is the dating pact. For sure. I know. It's really something we're going to have to devise a plan for and think about. Um, however, I think you could use it to your advantage. Mm-hmm. I mean... It's a fun, creative thing. It's not like you're saying like crazy shit about your dates, you know, you're just telling the truth. So if they don't want to have bad things said about them, don't do bad things. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll figure that out. But anyway, going on a date on Sunday, supposedly, we'll see things come together. But I'm actually kind of excited. And I feel like with this guy, we've been actually like texting beforehand which it's been nice because it's not like small talk because I feel like most people cannot handle small talk and I can handle probably more than the average person but just texting small talk with a stranger it gets so old yeah so fast so we've just been like jokey whatever he's very funny and did you figure out what you're gonna do on this date no probably um uh outdoor situation um because we are you know meeting a stranger but still trying to like be safe (laughs) and i don't think he's gone to a like restaurant at all in quarantine like he has not been indoors a public place i know which me coming from the great state of oklahoma (laughs) i've been in many a public place so gonna make him sign a waiver just in case you give him (laughs) coronavirus between that and the podcast he needs to sign a waiver like i should be i should be handing out waivers liability force um yeah we'll see how it goes dating packed fam you'll be the first to know um i also am like texting a sweet baby boy he's like so intentional a different one i call him a sweet baby boy because he's like so genuine it almost like hurts like i don't know (laughs) 
<laughs> like, but it just, feels a little bit like you want to adopt him instead of date him. It's such a fine line, mm-hmm. right? Is it a fine line for everyone or just for me? Or you're like, am I attracted to you or do I want you to be your mom? Like, is that weird? It's <laughs> like, a little weird. <laughs> I heard one of my friends describe it that way. She was like, I don't think I like him. I think I just want to adopt him. And I was like, wait, that <laughs> resonates so much. I don't know. I don't, it does make perfect I don't know. I don't know. It, feels, it does? Like the sense to you? The feeling yeah. of, oh, this kid is so nice and sweet and like not trying to be a fuck boy. Right. So that's lovely, but it doesn't equate to feelings for him, you know? So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Adoption I, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for validating my feelings. I feel like meeting if I get to meet him that'll be helpful because I feel like that this whole line of like do I like you or do I want to adopt you I feel like it's really easy to tease out when you're in person Mm -hmm. and you're like oh I have zero sexual attraction to you yeah this is good or not zero or whatever okay you think you'll ask him out sooner how is that playing out so he is getting ready to start school here and his social security number is i feel like i'm skipping <laughs> personal details no so he's getting ready to come back to atlanta and so we have like a week so i don't know you know anything could happen we could he could ghost me i could ghost him in between now and then we'll see what happens and the next weekend i haven't even told you this live um the nashville gals are coming to visit that's so fun I know. Oh Odie's so excited. I've been trying to convey to him that they're coming and he just looks at me excited. And he's going to be so surprised. He's going to be thrilled. That's going to be a good time. He really has a big anti-void in his life since you were, you're not. I know. I bet he just cries himself to sleep every night when he is laying on my pillow. Uh-huh. He's like, remember when I used to lay on the living side? Except when my mom was here, because we drove back to Atlanta. My mom drove with me, and then she flew back home. And we, of course, were staying in my apartment, in my bed. And Otis, in the middle of the night, crawls up and sits completely on top of my head. <laughs> like he used to do to you. And my mom was like, oh, no. No, no, like pushing him down to the end. I was like, no, he can stay, like literally crushing my neck and skull. I'm like, it's great. Oh, cute. 45 pounds on top of my head. I feel great. It was just so funny because you could tell he was like, oh, yeah, this is, this is what we do when there's two people in this bed. I sit on their head. That is so cute. Oh, my gosh. He's a total mess, but we miss you very much. Atlanta is just not the same without you. I know. I've got to go back. You got to come back. You got to come back now that stuff's open, you know? Seriously, we need to hit the town. Hit with the our mask. town. And by that, we mean uh, eat on a patio. Exactly. Boom. Go to the dog park. You're respectful of others. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to science. We <laughs> love it. Um, okay, well, it's about that time to introduce our lovely guests you guys oh i am so excited for this so as i said it's two best friends me and Liv, getting ready to interview two other best friends just like really iconic best friend duo goals named Mackenzie wilson and emily wiseband i went to belmont with them and got connected with them through delight this ministry that they started that i attended and then later worked for so 
I've gotten to know them for a while now and they're so funny and amazing and we'll let you tell them kind of what they're doing and where they're at in life now. But trust me, these are like the big sister like vibes that you need in your life that I certainly need in my life. And so I'm just really excited for them to get to talk to us today about how to be amazing besties and kind of their approaches to dating, which we think are going to be very different. And um, yeah, just how do you like save us friends and date and be like a 20 something woman? Let's hope they give us the secrets, the intel. Okay. So without further ado, enjoy our conversation with Mac and Emily. Okay, welcome Emily and Mac to the Dating Pact. So glad to have you guys here. Oh my goodness, we are so excited. We are so pumped. Uh, mostly because I feel like Emily, you've been on quite a few podcasts over the years. I have, yeah. And I have one. And so the <laughs> fact that we get to do this together, we were both just like, Oh, I'm stoked. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah. All day. We honestly, we're such losers, but anything we get to do together, we're like, <laughs> we, we love it 10 times yeah, more. Yeah. Especially now that Max left me. Well, yeah. <laughs> Tim, so, okay, good. Wow. So we're really. Fun getting into the relationship already between but no I, <laughs> I love like sleepovers like <laughs> what? not into them and so <laughs> she when she moved to Charlotte for a few months she texted me and my sister and said hey your dream's coming true I'm coming to Nashville I'm sleeping over for 10 nights in a row <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, so I'm like on a high I'm, so, I'm three days into a high right now every morning she texts me and she goes so what time should I be expecting you tonight? yeah what time are you coming home tonight <laughs> Oh, that's so cute. Oh, like, crazy. I love it. So Liv and I had never lived in the same place. So whenever we would like see each other, it would be a sleepover. But we both are really weird about sharing beds. Like we just don't like it. Like we just love our own space. But she quarantined with me in Atlanta from New York for seven weeks in my one bedroom apartment. And we shared a bed every day for seven weeks. For seven weeks. That is character like growing at its back. and her dog staring at mac really creepy right now (laughs) yes trying to i'm sure one of these 10 nights (laughs) surely surely you guys can have some cuddle time i love that okay well tell the people a little bit about who you are what you do for work and then how you guys became best friends because kind of the like theme for this whole podcast shenanigans today is like two best friends interviewing two best friends about dating and so I love you guys are already excited to be doing it together so it's perfect (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness Um, you want to start yes okay so I'm Mackenzie Wilson but I do go by Mac um and I am Um, I run a college women's ministry called Delight Ministries. That is, uh, we have chapters on a bunch of different college campuses all over the country. And then we also have a sister organization to it called For the Girl. That is uh, basically a bunch of like resources to kind of equip and help women um, just encounter Jesus in their everyday life. And we do a lot of stuff with dating and relationships. So I have to talk about dating all the time and there's nobody who hates to talk about dating more, but absolutely loves to talk about, about dating more, honestly. <laughs> like literally, I hate it so much. I'm like, oh my gosh. But then at the same time, 
you know, behind closed doors with my girlfriends. Heck yeah, it's so fun. So it's always fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's not true. No, not with you. I mean, of all of us, we love. Oh, girls setting. in general. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's fun. So it's the yes. most fun part it of the game. Like, talking no. about it with your friends. <laughs> yes. So that's me. Emily. Hey, okay. I'm Emily. <laughs> She's really awesome. I'm not as good. <laughs> I'm not as good at podcasts as Mackenzie is. <laughs> she has a lot of experience. Um, it's okay. She has tons of experience, so I'm not to her podcast level. <laughs> but I'm Emily Wiseband. I am a songwriter. And, and I just signed a record deal a year ago, so that's like a new phase of my career, I guess, that I'm just now diving into, so it should be so interesting. Excited. Stay tuned. Um, Her music is fire. Thank you, Mackenzie. She's my best friend. She's she won a Grammy. That. Fun fact. Yes. <laughs> no, oh my gosh, no. we're going to have to put a link to your music oh when my we gosh, post no. this. You do not have to do that, but yeah. I am... Um, the people yeah, need to hear it. I have a publishing deal. That's amazing. That's a story. When we were freshmen in college, she signed me up basically for this uh, showcase. And I was like too scared to do it, but she made me do it. And my publisher was there that night. And um, so yeah, I ended up getting a publishing deal like my junior year of college because Max signed me up for the showcase. Isn't that cool? Oh, I oh did gosh, know that. I love it. Yeah, isn't that funny? Well, and Emily started That's to so like perfect. with me originally. So we're like so intertwined in each other's beginnings, but we yes. took very different paths in life. I always say about Delight that, you know how like a rocket ship when it takes off, there's that one like part of it that falls off <laughs> the back like right before it goes into the, I was that part of Delight <laughs> that like right before it broke through the ozone layer, I just kind of fell back to the ground. <laughs> oh my no, She's our number one cheerleader, encourager, and supporter. And um, I was about that way in your music yeah totally (laughs) fully part of the origin so we get to celebrate the fruits of it with each other now and Mm -hmm. it's like extra special and cool so that's so very proud of mac i'm very proud of emily i love that you guys are just like the best hype girls for each other like that is my favorite thing in the world is just hyping up my friends like truly absolute favorite thing and it was so funny because i was pitching to live I was like I think we should have Mac on and then Mac and I were talking we're like oh my gosh you should do it with Emily and so I'm trying to like explain you guys to live and so I went to college with y'all obviously at Belmont and you guys intimidated the shit out of me I was <laughs> these amazing older women I was a little freshman and I remember you knew my name in delight and I literally would just show up to delight and cry and Oh, it was just the best, but y'all, I just have always looked up to you. So I told the podcast people in our intro, I was like, this is the big sister, best friend energy that you need. And you're like, so sweet. Absolutely. Let me tell you one thing in college, I was not intimidating and cool. <laughs> Honestly, oh, like, I get a test. Agreed. <laughs> I am the least... <laughs> We were not cool we in college. We were not cool. No, we weren't. Freshman, <laughs> every senior's cool. And also- That's true. Home. That's so true. true. We so, were yeah. the cringiest freshmen of like, your life. I relive some of our college moments and my skin crawled. I've blocked out <laughs> some of the memories because they're that cringy. Like they're I literally so can't. Cringy. I can't go back to those days. <laughs> I think that's honestly like, that's how you got to do it. Like not being too cool and just going for it. Like, I feel like if you don't cringe, like my friend sent me Absolutely. a video last night of our high school cheerleading 
team that was on the local news. And guess who was the talker, the like front person for it? (laughs) I'm literally a freshman in high school. And I was like, yeah, we're on JV, blah, blah, blah. And then we did a cheer. And I was like, I want to light myself on fire. But it's like, I have to see that. I also like love that sweet 14 year old girl, you know? I feel like you're like, it's good that it's cringy. I I respect But you know what I think is total crap? The fact that girls who are 14 now are so hot. They're so hot. Yeah. They're like Instagram baddies. And I look at pictures of me when I was 14 and it is bad. It's so bad. I was yeah. not hot. You want to just bury it under the rug and never look at it again. Like the photo evidence needs to be burned. It's absolutely unfair. <laughs> that yeah. these 14-year-olds I don't know days. what's in the water these days, but it's I, insane. It's I'm really, like, it's creepy. sad for them. I'm honestly worried to see, like, when they're 25, what are they going to be like? Like, if you start out at that, isn't it only, like, down from there? Like, yeah. how did you get this way? And also, like, say pineapple if you need help. Like, these girls on TikTok, I'm like, are you okay, though? What's going on? Oh, my goodness. Are you so beautiful? Yeah, the, the girls on TikTok who are 14 and 16 and look like they're 30, it's very shocking. And have yeah, a yeah, so like I look at pictures of me when I was 14 and I literally want to hide I want to bury them in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah, but anyway. So good. So good. So you guys met in hey. college. What was your like meet? Yeah. Oh yes. Okay. So it's really funny actually that we're on a dating podcast because Emily and I, which is I think if most people who know me now wouldn't believe this about me. But Emily and I were boy crazy our freshman year, like literally boy crazy. And so we were creepy. We were so creepy. Like we were like stalkerish. And so freshman year, I was like hanging out with this random girl. It was like welcome week. And um, we ran into Emily and um, myself and this other girl had gotten invited to some basketball player's apartment that night. And so we were, we, and we were like, Hey, we're going to this basketball player's apartment. Like, do you want to go with us? And she ended up not going with us, but we talked about like all the cute boys on campus. During yeah. Like the ones combo. we'd already seen and all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. It was like our first conversation. Honestly, I'm at, I remember exactly where it took place. I do too. And the thing is like, I, you guys podcast style can't see us, but Mackenzie's like blonde, all American, just cutie patootie. <laughs> I'm like dark hair, kind of look like I She's like, um, you're like a vixen, basically. Mm. Maybe you weren't freshman year, but <laughs> yeah, I was a chubby vixen freshman year, but anyway, we look night and day. We do. We do. So like I met yeah. McKenzie and I was like, wow, boy, crazy girl. Hell yes. Love that. I'm kind of boy crazy too. Like we're going to vibe. And then I thought she's like, we probably won't be best friends. Like she looks like the complete opposite of me. And but, like, I really thought cool the girl. same thing. I was like such a cool girl, but probably not going to be my bestie. Yeah. And then we didn't see each other for a few more weeks, for a few more months. For a few months, yeah. So one night, um, my roommate and I ran into her roommate and her, both of them. And um, we were going to church and I was like, hey, do you want to go to church with us? And she was like, yeah, let's go. And so went to church. And it's so funny, too, because both of our roommates weren't church girls at all. Yeah. So it's like, they I don't think they ever went to church with us again after that. Yeah, point. but we just, <laughs> but we kept, they were the part that fell off the rocket in that situation. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we started going and we actually, I had a crush on a guy at the time. So I was like, telling her about it and then it, we've always bonded on boys yep yeah which was god's way of turning us into having a real friendship yes <laughs> about and more he than is the part of our freshman year we 
had these crushes on these two boys and we nicknamed them the disciples and we (laughs) we had we had nicknames for them so what what was yours Peter uh, no mine is Peter yours I had Peter yours was like Andrew or something and Those were our code names. She'd be like, she'd text so me. Nobody like, would know like, who like, we were crushing. The disciples on. are in the calf or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, y'all, let's go sit in the beatman for an hour and just see the disciples walk by. It's really cringy. Oh it's God. so cringy. I hate it. That is amazing. I feel like every crush needs a nickname. Yeah. Yeah. Always. That was just the only way to like talk about them in front of other people and people not know who were we? <laughs> totally. <laughs> and Belmont's a small school, so I'm sure school, yeah. word would get around. That is so incredible. Oh my gosh. Okay, so then since then, and becoming friends and bonding over our you know m- mutual love of boys here, what mm-hmm. is the difference or similarities in your guys' dating styles or like a story that exemplifies your dating styles? Ooh. Okay. We kind of talking about we this were trying to night. decide last night. Like we were like, what are dating styles? And so here's something you have to know about Emily and I. When I was a freshman in college, I was like queen of the flirt, very flirty, loved all the boys, all the things. Like, and then and Emily was way like way more reserved, way more shy, like whatever. And then somewhere along the way, we we, we flip flopped when it comes to dating. <laughs> Emily turned into like the like flirt all these things like had all these different guys she was talking to and I turned into like I turned into a tease and she turned into a delight leader let's be real about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically that's what happened it's called space Spain. yeah that's basically what happened <laughs> I got my first big rejection and needed the validation <laughs> attention so yeah and, yeah and then I was over here running this delight yeah, and so have other focuses anyways. So I feel like our dating so that was for a while. Our dating styles have evolved for sure. But then we um well Emily is currently in a relationship that is pretty pretty serious, I'd say, right? I mean, yeah, I'd say so. And then I'm currently <laughs> single, so we have ca- you've shed your skin, I'd say a little bit, of being a tease. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm really into my boyfriend, like very much so. So I'm just kind of like, eh, whatever. We love to hear uh, that. Yes. I don't need it. My boyfriend's attention. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how okay, did you meet him? Oh, oh, my boyfriend. Oh, yeah. um, uh, so, okay. Hunter, you know, Megan Miller from <laughs> Delight. She, uh, her, it's her husband's friend. So she set us up. It's like mutual friend, husband's friend. Yeah. She set us up, but we met in like, she set us up years before we met. And then Mm. we, it was like two years after we met that we started dating. So it was, but by no means was it like, you should meet this guy. And then ta-da, boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah. It was a little more of a saga than that, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway. 
Yeah, it's amazing. I can't even well, pretend that I don't know exactly who he is because I do. Because one, you posted something with him, and I was like, oh, "This boy." And two, he went to the church that I went to, and everyone knew who he was because he's so cute. I told Liv, I was like, "Beautiful, and he's so cute. I was, I literally said, "Liv, what did I say?" I was like, "You know that there's justice in the world. That like these two beautiful <laughs> people like found each other." I literally told her that yeah. when I was talking about you guys. I was like. I feel great about it. I know nothing about him, but I'm so very, very, very cute. He's a very good heart. He's a great guy, but it's so funny because, you know, I'm, I have like, I look kind of dark and brooding, I guess you could say. And my best friend and my boyfriend are blonde, all American people. So it's like, that works out. It's just so funny. Yeah. Apparently I have a type. Apparently you do. <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> so Emily likes to tell me that I'm going to end up with a boy version of her. So Which she's stoked about. <laughs> I think that would be perfect. That would really even it all out. That makes her feel very safe. Yeah, I'm like, sure. wow, can't wait to meet him. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh, my God. That's hilarious. I didn't know, Mac, I've only known you as the not flirt so to know that that was your like freshman vibe or sophomore or whatever I love that that's hilarious oh. yep. Mac okay but can I tell them about um what we were talking about last night <laughs> yeah yeah <you laughs> so, okay <laughs> I'm getting permission <laughs> Mac is mean to boys she likes <laughs> like, she is. Mac is like kindergarten love to the max like she <laughs> I test them I test she them. does and when I say she will test them to the point of like like they're they're tested I mean <laughs> they're thoroughly tested yeah she will just like reject 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 oh and God. make them work for it but let me tell you what <laughs> like the cruise guy oh gosh okay so Emily and I, <laughs> this is a great way to put it that Emily and I went on um okay let me just tell you guys, this is, if you're two best friends, I suggest that you do this, Hunter and Liv. Like, this is, talk about your dating pact. This would be a great step in your dating pact, but you have to wait until the world opens back up, obviously. But sure. a couple years ago, Emily and I went on a cruise together because my brother, my older brother, he's like eight years older than me, is obsessed with cruises. And he basically forced us to go with him. Um, and so literally it was my brother, Emily and I sharing a room on a cruise. <laughs> Do you know how small the room is? Yeah. He was, he got pretty mad at us on this. We cruise. got in a fight. Me and her brother got in an actual fight. Like yeah. we, yeah. like oh I guess for 30 minutes, that kind of fight. Yeah. That's a whole other story, but That's a different podcast, different podcast. <laughs> But we went on a cruise and Emily and I decided before we went on this cruise that we were going to return to our cringy freshman year selves. And we were going to get cruise crushes because like, we just thought that sounded like a great time. Like we were going to still be true to ourselves. Like this wasn't going to be like probably other people's version. Like no hanky panky. We weren't. (laughs) (laughs) We wanted to have like, Ooh, I saw that boy. Ooh, let's try to like go find them. You know, all that stuff. And Mac prefaced to me. She said, Em, it's so fun. You go on a cruise, you find a cruise crush day one. You kind of try to follow them around for the next three days. And by the last night, hopefully you're meeting, hanging out, doing the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this is cool. It's a slow build. I'm excited about this. Emily is like the hottest girl in the world, and everywhere you go, guys stop her and they're like, "You're so beautiful." It's very blah, kind, blah, blah. but not fully true. But it is very true, especially on a cruise, guys. <laughs> like you, you're in like a contained space. 
Yeah, literally, she was the hottest thing ever. (laughs) So first day, like the boat is hasn't even left the place yet. Like we haven't even left the port yet. And this guy sees her. Emily sees this guy and she's like, oh, he's kind of cute. I'm gonna make eyes at him. And I was like, okay, get it, girl. And um (laughs) he literally looks at her and points at her from across the pool deck and is like, come here. Like he gives her one of these. And she she was like, oh my gosh, abort, we have to run away. And so we run away, but we ran into him later in the night. Anyways, we start talking to him. He's obsessed with her from the moment he lays eyes on her. And he was like this like dark and brooding guy, like so her vibe. She loves that kind of guy. Yeah, he was like smoking the whole time, just trying to understand me. And like, I just feel like I can't. I won't know you till I hear your music. Like, tell me what's inside. Oh my. Like, just that, kind of, like, so dramatic. And I'm just like, so, yeah, yeah. No, I, can't, I can't tell you. No, yeah. I'm serious. It was hilarious watching that it. Was incredible. It was like him staring into her soul the whole time. Sorry, okay, I'm trying to move fast to the story. Yeah. And then uh, we're, we're hanging out with him that night. He's like, come hang out with me. And we're like, kind of hanging out with him. And then his friend walks out, and his friend is like, his friend is like I don't even know how to describe him like he's just like he's a, like life of the party like just yeah. like wild and out there and within <laughs> within 30 minutes of sitting down and talking with me like he is like every five seconds he, oh I mean he's calling her wife he's like babe babe hey <laughs> hey babe uh what babe look at me love me <laughs> oh my god yeah. it was wild it was wild and so so for the rest of the cruise, these two boys followed us everywhere Guys, we went. we thought we were going to meet these boys night three. We were getting marriage proposals night three. We were too good at the cruise crush. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to be real with you. Like, we seriously? Way too boys, good. And like, they, they were, they were head over heels. And like, it was, it was sad because you know, they went on this cruise to hook up with girls. You yeah, know, they that straight they up did. told it. They told their friends were making fun of them for following us around all weekend. And I'm not even kidding you. Like we didn't even, we didn't even like touch the boys. We didn't even kiss them. <laughs> like literally nothing. We're we not still talk to them. We still talk to them sometimes. And like, Hey, what's up? And they're so supportive of our careers. And like, they, we yeah. like holler at each other every once in a while. But, um, there was this one moment that fully just, Seth, like, it's just Emily and Mac. It's like the big banner over Emily and Mac. It's, I'm sitting at a table with my cruise crush and he's smoking, you know, and he's got smoke rolling off his lips and he's looking at me like, I just want to know who you are. And I'm like, I can't tell you. <laughs> you, you need to find out. <laughs> and Max, and I look over and Max like, come on, come on. And she's like punching this guy and he's like, come on, babe, you can hit harder than that. Come on. And they're like, high school flirting and I'm like <laughs> in my own little freaking movie I so far for movie over here we're just like very opposite yeah we're opposite yeah it was a good time oh yeah. that's the best thing I've ever heard that was the I need best. to go on a cruise that was the most wow. perfect story that gave us everything we needed to know about you guys you and your, your dynamic it just occurred to me though these boys maybe so mad if they listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. They've gotten mad at us before for talking about that. Emily posted texts he sent me on um, her Instagram story before, and he was really, really mad at me. Really he mad. got over it. Obviously. I, I mean, he's in love with her. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a problem. Oh, he's still always trying to marry her. Yeah, he straight up tells me, I'm, I think he told me maybe like a month ago, I, Mac, like, how do I tell you I'm in love with you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> It was funny because Max, like, you know, no hanky-panky, you know, and he's like, 
Yeah, I, I could be him. celibate. I could be celibate. Yeah, I, I mean, it'd be hard, but I could do it. He went around to his friends all weekend, and like, if they come and try to talk to us, he'd be like, "Don't talk to us. We're celibate. We're celibate." Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, like it was fun. unreal, guys. It was unreal. <laughs> that is the best thing ever. That was is your crazy. brother around for any of this, or was he just like ignoring you guys? Her brother is particular he is he is so he he was like knew this was all happening obviously yeah. they like ran into they found friend. him they found him and they were like where's have you seen mac and emily uh we, we're looking for them and my brother was in the military and they're like thank you for your service uh we're friends with, with uh your sister uh <laughs> have you seen them and uh yeah so my brother was like my brother thought they were cool he was like they're funny you know it's so funny but my brother was also <laughs> so cool. at nine every night so yeah different approach to the cruise. No, I can vouch cruise crushes are so incredibly fun. I've been on one cruise, best week of my life. I don't, or best four days. I don't think I can ever go on another because it's so fun. I went with my best friends from college and we found the cruise crushes. And then we found our like true, like cruise friends. And they were 30 year old men on a bachelor party who were from Nashville. And we like ran into them at Whole Foods when we got back, but it was, they they weren't our cruise crushes, but they were like, I adore them. Like it was so (laughs) funny, Um, but our cruise crushes were so grimy, but that's what makes it fun. It's such a small thing. You see them everywhere. It literally is like middle school. You're like, I see him. Of course you see him. You're on the same boat. It's like high school. Yeah, it's literally like everybody. There's like, cr- crews. There's like that's the cool crew. Yeah, that's the. <laughs> it's like a simulation. It's like yeah. a high school simulation. Yeah. Like yeah, we owned the cruise. Literally, when we got off the cruise. It was like, bye, Ron, bye. Guys. Oh my god, bye. Oh, <laughs> tell the kids to say hello. <laughs> like Chase, my brother was like, oh my gosh, y'all are so annoying. How did you meet yeah. everybody on this boat? <laughs> we did. We were like. Like, we got on that boat with the intention of knowing every single person on mm-hmm. it by the time we got off. Yeah. You wanted to be the queen we of the boat, and you were. That's the way to do yeah. it. Really Clearly, we're it. not shy. I don't know if you guys. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. yeah. I love I love that you're both not shy and that both your energy, like, works in the friendship. You know, like, sometimes you need that balance, but you guys are both just, like, we're here. This is a uh, different enough. Our energy is different yeah. enough. But, like, you don't. Yeah. We balance each other out for the yeah. Yes. yes, I love yeah. it. Oh my gosh. Okay, so now that we know your dating approaches and that perfect <laughs> story that I will continue to chuckle at because that's hilarious. Um, tell us a little bit about how you navigate like being best friends and when one of you's like in a relationship. Like obviously Liv and I have talked about the best part of dating is getting to talk about it with your friends, like y'all said, being boy crazy and that's like way more fun than actually being on a date in my personal opinion. But what do you do like when your bestie is in a serious relationship or like if you're both dating and you have other people in your lives like that I know can be such a struggle so tell us a little bit about what you're learning or what you've learned or not learned in that well I will say this Mac has probably been with me through more relationships than I've been with her through but I will say the time that she was in a relationship with somebody I was real salty (laughs) Like, I want to say I was a good friend and I was not, but I was looking for everything wrong with that guy that I could possibly find. He could literally, like, <clears throat> offer to take my coat. I'd be like, don't touch my stuff. Like, not really, but I just, like, I missed, hey, Friday night, let's go, blah, blah, blah. And her being like, oh, I'm actually going to da-da-da with so-and-so. And I'm like, what? <laughs> 
what do you mean? How dare you? Yeah. But I've probably given her way more hell about this than she's given me. So yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It is so hard. And I think the older that you get to, um, you know, you lose more and more friends to the serious relationship, which Mm -hmm. I hate to say that because it's not losing a friend. It's just a pivot in your friendship. It's a, it's a new season. And, um, I, I talked to so many girls who struggle because their best friend got in a relationship. And I think there's two sides of the coin. Number one, you're kind of mourning the fact that you're still single typically. Like it's like, ah, you know, when's it going to happen for me? I think there's so much comparison with like people's timelines everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I think so many people are like, it was so easy for her. Why is it never going to happen for me? And then secondly, like you kind of lose your person in a lot of ways. Like you have to share them suddenly. Like (laughs) there's somebody else in their world who wants to spend every waking moment of free time with them. And that's tough. And, um, Mm. you have to do the balance of like, oh, there come the, you know, like, Emily and I, I'm thinking in my head, it's just going to be us. And then she's like, oh yeah, you know, my boyfriend's coming too. And you're like, yay. Yay, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, and all of his friends. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and she is like, you, you know what I mean though? It's yeah. Like, it's it's just, just, it's hard. And I think like for me, the thing that I have learned is that I think you have to give yourself a second to mourn because I think you can't just ignore it. Like you can't just pretend like you're not bummed mm-hmm. and you're not sad. You got to give yourself that moment to mourn what it was, but then you have to celebrate what it is going to be, like what mm-hmm. it can be. And what I've found is that like oftentimes when Emily starts dating someone, there is a whole new fun season that goes along with it. Like, um, you know, it is fun to hang out with her boyfriend. It is fun to hang out with her boyfriend and their friends and meet new people that way. It is fun um, that she's like falling in love and experiencing all these things. And like, we have talked about this for years and years and years. What's it going to be like, you know, who's it going to be? And so you can't um, like celebrate it when it's not happening and then stop celebrating when it finally finally does happen for them. And so I think for me, the biggest thing I've learned is just like, I just want to be a cheerleader as she's doing this. Cause I know she'll do the same for me, like when mm-hmm. it happens for me. So, um, those would be mine. Mourn first, then get into being the biggest cheerleader celebrator of it all. Yeah. And I think on my end, like being the one in a relationship right now, I have always had this bad habit of when having a boyfriend means, taking away from my friendships and my alone time and my, which to a degree it does just because your time is being split up more and your heart is, you know, being, it loves more people now. But, um, I think boundaries are really important and there's something that I've had to learn that I am going to be the best girlfriend I can be when I am pouring water on the flower that is my friendship. Mm-hmm you know, and mm-hmm. making sure that I'm with somebody who creates an environment where I can draw that boundary. Yeah. Um, has been a really important lesson for me because I've definitely dated guys in the past where if I, if it was important for me to spend time with my friends, I always felt like I was micromanaging my time and my relationships because if it was important for me to spend time with my friends, he would feel insecure or like, oh, you don't love me because you don't want to spend your Saturday night with me. You want to spend it with Mac. And so I feel very grateful that I'm in a relationship with somebody now who values friendship just as much as I do. Yeah. Yeah. And so if I say, Hey, like, I really want to spend the night with Mac tonight. It's like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. You go do it. I'm going to go blah, blah, blah with 
with Adam and Jared and da 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 and and heck yes, I hope you guys have so much fun. You know what I mean? Because he knows that I am going to want to be with him if I don't feel like I have to, if I have the freedom to want to. And so that's been like a really cool thing for me just in my growth is to draw the boundary of, I have my friendships and I have my relationship and yes, there are, you know, there's more love to go around now, but at the same time, I still need to be pouring water on all these relationships if I want them to flourish and grow. And so it's been like really freeing and beautiful for me to know that I can have both and uh yeah and also that my best friend and my boyfriend don't have to be best friends all the time i think i've always kind of forced yeah. those relationships too a little bit not that you and my boyfriend no, I love, yeah i, I mean, love him so much yeah yeah for sure but like they don't like we don't have to like me and my boyfriend having night my best friend doesn't always have to come too mm-hmm. or if my best friend and i are having a night my boyfriend doesn't always have to be included you know they are separate relationships And so as much as, you know, you can get get the whole clan together, you know, I think giving them each their intentional time is good too. And not forcing everybody to like have relationships that maybe they just don't have. Cause I have been guilty of that too. I'll force Anna and Mac as like my sister, Anna, (laughs) as like the third and fourth person in my relationship. And then it's like, yeah, we don't really belong here. (laughs) Yeah. You know, because I want everybody to feel like I'm paying attention to them and like blah, blah, blah. And really it's just kind of like, Hey, just do your thing and just give us the intentional time that we want from you when you have that. Yeah. 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 It's good. That's so good. That's so helpful on both sides. Super helpful. And I think, I mean, Hunter and I were both talking about how we've had friends in the past who start dating someone and then all of a sudden it's like oh never gonna see her again <laughs> or you know yeah. friends who say they want to see you but their boyfriend gets insecure when you know you say you want to spend a time a night alone with your girlfriends or things like that so it's really important I think when you start dating someone to notice that about who you're with and about your friends you know if they're like kind yeah. of trying to control your time because you want to be aware of how you're doing it as well but if someone else is manipulating you into it that's not healthy either that's so good that's like with them they uh so they dated for a bit took a little break and then came back and started afresh with their dating Mm -hmm. and the second time they talked about that of like you know it's really important for both of us to have boundaries when it comes to friends like we our friends mean a lot to us like it meant both on both sides of the coin and um, I think that like, that's not often something talked about at the beginning of a relationship, but yeah. why not say, Hey, my friends mean so much to me and I will be a far better girlfriend. And I will be like a far better human. If I spend time like pouring in and watering my friendships mm-hmm. and our relationship will be stronger because of it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, when it comes to dating, like they, they date like they're married already. And like, that's just not the point of dating. Like the point yeah. of dating is that you're, you're dating that person um it's not marriage yet and so like that person doesn't have to come first at that point you know what I mean like honestly in a lot of ways like with M, like at this season in her life I kind of do feel like she does place like myself and her sister and her family on a really high like level in her life like she she's like these are my priorities like right now you know and Mm -hmm. obviously her boyfriend is too but I feel like she 
has, she does just such a good job at reminding herself and everybody involved, like, this is what matters to me. This is where I'm going to put my time and energy. And um, I think like setting boundaries with your boyfriend and with yourself, because I think if you don't Mm -hmm. do it with yourself, you'll get swept up. And like, suddenly you'll look back and be like, shoot, I have neglected all my friends and they've all moved on and like literally have other friends and absolutely I've hurt them. And so you just don't want that to happen. And my boyfriend and I felt honestly kind of extra (laughs) when we got back together because we were like hey we're gonna do this a second time like we're choosing this we're gonna be serious about this like not in a heavy way but it is kind of heavy I mean we were like if if we're gonna do this like let's be very straight up with each other about what's important to us what we value yeah and yeah it did kind of we were making fun of ourselves a little bit because it did feel a little like intense but it has helped us so dramatically just knowing right off the bat like my friendships are very important to me. And I, if my friendships are struggling, I'm, I'm not going to be fully present with you. And if my relationship with you is struggling, I'm not going to be fully present with my friends either. I mean, you can be hanging with your friends and not be with your friends, yeah. you know? And I've spent a lot of years like that too, where I'm sitting on the couch with my friend, but I'm on my phone texting my insecure boyfriend the whole time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like, it was just like, was so helpful to both of us right at the beginning to make it very clear that our friendships were really, really important to us and that the friends we make together, I mean, it even helps the friends that you make together as a couple, um, you know, just being outwardly focused like that when you get so obsessed with your relationship. I mean, it's such a small, at the end of the day, it is such the person you end up with is such a small slice of the pie. Max says it all the time. She says, <laughs> no Bible story went. Yeah, and then the wall Jericho fell down, and da, 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 then they got married. And <laughs> it's like, it's Max says that all the time, and I love it when she says it because it's so true, you know. So, just like I don't know, it's it's yeah, it's been cool to learn those boundaries and be able to choose them and live into them, and yeah, I don't know, it's made dating a really positive experience for me recently. So, yeah, I like it. That's so good. Yeah, you guys are just making me realize like. So I truly haven't really experienced this yet because my closest friends from college are all they're single and like we found each other and we're all in the same stage of life yeah. right now except the one that's yeah. getting married and we love him so it's it's going well but <laughs> and then, yeah. then my other best friend who just got in a relationship lives in South Africa so it's not the same dynamic yeah. because I'm like we don't spend any free time together but you yeah. guys are just like revealing and listening to you like this says like this issue is such like a microcosm of what we think relationships are or should yeah. be or could be like if yeah. you are like using your friends you know unconsciously as like a place filler for this one day this one person who's going to complete me and be my only relationship like then you ditch your friends you know like it reveals a lot about your motivation and what you think this could be and should be and I just love hearing this from you to like living it because I could like say that all day but I haven't lived it but just being like oh yeah this is just one relationship among many and I think like women get yeah fed the lie and get gypped and being like oh this is the only your marriage your boyfriend oh, you this idea of the one yeah. yeah I think at the end of the day like your willingness aligns with meeting a person that's worthy of your willingness mm-hmm. and I think when those two things collide it it's yeah. really beautiful. I think choice and willingness is something that I'm realizing is 80% of it, honestly, yeah. because I think there's just so much power in choosing love. And I think the love narrative in 2020 is that there's this one person who's going to make you feel euphoric and you're going to meet them and it's all going to make sense. And all the wor- relationships in the past that did not work out 
are going to suddenly like fit together like a big puzzle. And I just don't really think it's true. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I've learned is that sometimes I would separate my best friends and my boyfriend so much that I wouldn't talk to my friends about my relationship at all, or I would downplay something or I would, you know, cause I would never want to put my boyfriend in a bad light and be honest with my friends about being hurt about something. And I kind of realized recently the power in not doing something alone. And Mm -hmm. so that's why you have friends, you know, that's why you have good friends like Mac. That's why God gave me a good friend like Mac is so that I can go, Hey, like I was really hurt by this. And like, she loves me enough to not diss on my boyfriend because we're all human at the end of the day and we're all going to do something to hurt somebody else. But, um, the taking the kind of leap of like opening up to my friends about what's going on with me and my boyfriend, granted, you do have to have boundaries about that too. And some things are private, but, um, it's been really cool to see that, wow, God actually gave me my friends to help strengthen my relationship with my boyfriend. And it's not, it's, I don't know. That's been like a cool realization too. Yeah. Yeah. And as the friend to realize what an honor it is to have this friend come to you with information like that and with feelings like that, that they need help figuring out. Like it doesn't have to be a, oh, well, my boyfriend did something bad and now he's cast off, you know, like we're not going to care about him anymore. That's not how it should be. No, no. Yeah. That's super true. Yeah. And I would say too, like being the single one of this, uh, you know, relationship here that (laughs) that I have together, uh, you know, I have just heard so many people hating on being single recently and (laughs) like, especially in the world that I'm in, like I'm in this Christian bubble a lot of the time. And, um, you know, I think that, uh, being single is, it's awesome. It's so good. And it's so such a fun time of life. Mm -hmm. And I think there's probably a part of Emily that's like probably jealous of my singleness in some ways, you know, and just the freedom that comes along with that. Like, I think that when you are single, uh, like the world is literally yours for the taking in so many moments. And like, I think about it, like in, again, kind of in my context, just like within the church and everything, um, literally in scripture, like Paul says, like, it is better to be single. It is better to be single, but in our like modern church world, it is glorified to be married. And you feel like there's a little bit of like, until you're married, you're not really in the big leagues. And it's just not true. It's, I think in a lot of ways, it's kind of the opposite. Like when you are single, like you can do so much in and around you. Like when, when you're single, you can be an amazing, amazing friend. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. you can be the friend who will literally pick up her life and go help like your friend that needs you. Like you can be an amazing daughter. You can be an amazing sister. You can be an amazing like employee, an amazing mentor in people's lives. Like there's so much opportunity. And, um, if you are sitting there miserable because all your friends are getting married, your single days will drag on. Like literally (laughs) every day will feel like a thousand years. Like I can't even tell you all my friends are in relationships are getting married right now. That's just the way it is. And I have found that like, sometimes I slip into that, like, poor me, God, why not me? Like Mm -hmm. what's wrong with me? But I've actually seen that. Like, I think it's probably one of the biggest gifts in my life that I'm single right now. And, um, I wouldn't trade, I honestly wouldn't trade it for the world. And, uh, it has, I look at my life and it is full. It is full to the brim with relationships, with purpose, with all of these things. And so like, if you're sitting there and miserable because you're single, like you 
got to change your perspective. Like that would just yeah. be my number one. Like it's amazing. You just got to wake up to it. So totally. yeah. yeah. And like, this is your life. You don't want to waste it. It's crazy. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I like go back and forth so much on being like, I love being single. I'm sad I'm single. And I was telling a friend like, oh yeah, one day I want to like get married and have kids. And she was like, but you love being single. And I was like, that's the best compliment that you like, you know how much I love my life right now. She's like, you want to have a baby? And I was like, one day. But yeah, I think that's so good, Mac. And like, I love um, hearing that because when you're in this place of like being fulfilled and seeing the purpose in your own life and seeing God moving and seeing yeah, just all the possibilities, like then you can be happy for your friend from like a genuine place. And I had a friend say to me about a different person in her life, like, oh, every time I talk about my relationship, I feel like she's more sad for herself than she is happy for me. And I was like, whoa, like that's such a good wake up call for me. And she wasn't talking about me, but just with all my friends who are starting to like fall in love, get married, whatever. I'm like, I never want to be that person that they know is more like focused and self-centered and sad for myself than I am happy for them. And it totally starts with your own mindset. Like you can still be that friend, even if you're in a relationship, you know, if you're constantly comparing. So yeah. Yeah. And if you're in that mindset of like, you must be in a relationship, you're miserable being single. Then when you are in a relationship, that is the only thing you're going to cling to. Don't you want to build a life that you're proud of and happy in before adding someone else to it? That's like the best advice I've heard, Matt. I'll say one more thing about it because Mac and I, it's just, we joke about this sometimes, but it's, I just think God's so funny and he's so interested in our growth above Mm -hmm. all. And, um, and for me, you know, in my, I guess, culture and environment, being in the music industry, being in a relationship is kind of seen as a weakness in a lot of ways. I would say that there are probably some girls who get married and people go, she just signed a record deal. Why would that girl get married? That's yeah. idiotic, you know? And it's kind of like, and I honestly always bought into this narrative of like being in a relationship takes away from how much I can kill it, mm-hmm. you know? And being in a relationship is a weakness. And if I need to rely on anybody else or like a love, it's only going to take away from what I can do in the world. And it's just so funny that that's been the narrative I've bought into And the narrative I've kind of lived into for so long. And the key to my growth was for God to put somebody in my life where it was time for me to choose that person and start learning that being in a relationship and loving another human is actually one of the strongest things that you can do. And it makes me better at my job. It makes me a better writer and a better artist and a better friend. And when I go out in the world and kill it, I know that if I'm a balloon, I have a string kind of holding me to like, what's real and true and powerful. And that's great. And in Max world, there's kind of this narrative that being married is like the key to life. So it's just really interesting that the key to her growth in a lot of ways is learning the power of being single. So I think the key is for anybody listening is that I don't think there's one right or wrong way of how your life should look. I think we should ourselves all the time. Like oh, well, if you're this, like you should blah, 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 or I should have blah, blah, blah by now. And I just don't think like, I just, it's not even think it's like, I know that God does not work that way. He's interested in our growth. Yeah. So it's just kind of cool that the keys to our growth were different Mm -hmm. and not one is more important than the other. It's just kind of like the way God's growing us, like in our own separate ways. And it's just really cool. So don't should yourself. <laughs> <I really laughs> this is like so the, the point there. 
Yeah, yeah. And I think too, just like one of my very favorite things about God is that he will use literally anything in your life, right? So like, it just, it doesn't have to be cookie cutter and it doesn't have to be this, that way or the other. And I love that. That's such a good point. Oh my gosh. I feel like this was everything and more that I needed. (laughs) Absolutely, You guys, oh my gosh. Thank you for taking a chance on the Dating Pact podcast and giving us- Oh, we are honored. We are are in the Dating Pact now, you know, basically. (laughs) Yes, you are. You are. I love it. My new life goal is to go on a cruise with you two. So I'm just putting that- Oh, I want to make that happen. Four of us, I mean- That would be so fun. They wouldn't know what to do. I was that. super down. So we, down. Would, we would capsize the boat. We're just a lot. <laughs> I'm gonna be real. I told Dia, I said, look, if I were going another cruise with Mac, you gotta give me a hall pass, man. Like I won't do anything bad. I just like, just, like I need a cruise a crush. Hall pass. She can't like have yeah. a cruise crush by herself. Yeah. And like, all right, fine. But no, no yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. You're so like, we're even tighter now than we were when he yeah. gave me the permission. So definitely say yes now. Yeah that's perfect yeah, you i'm glad you've already laid that groundwork now we just yeah. know every yeah. relationship has boundaries yours is when i go on I, know, cruise, yeah. I get yeah. to flirt. <laughs> yeah oh my yeah that was hilarious i love it Good. oh my well, gosh thank you guys so much i know this is going to be so helpful for so many people um so yeah y'all are the best thank you so much Bye. until the cruise until the crew, the dating pact, ask me. <laughs> <laughs>